What's good? I'm Johan Francis CSCS, and this right here is my show, Ego Killer. It's on this show. We talk about the moves you're inside the gym making so that when you're outside living your life, you're prepared because you've pushed yourself to the limit inside the gym. You've gotten after it. You're building yourself up more and more every day. That's what we want to do. Sometimes it's technical advice that we talk about proper form, proper workout order, things that are more esoteric inside the world of fitness and aren't explained very well. We'll go over them together here on the show. And by going over little details like that, you eventually form your own ideas and aspects of how to work out, thereby eliminating all the challenges you have and helping you be more active on the outside. Other times, I like to share information about people like you that I've met inside the gym. And that can come in the form of stories or examples of people overcoming, getting to the next level, living a better life outside. And it was because of the narratives that we were able to deconstruct inside the gym, inside the place of fitness, where we, anywhere that we do activity to kind of challenge our current mindset and come into the next space, right? In fact, today that's what we're going to talk about a lot of is how to get into that next level, how to level up a little bit, right? Go to my website where you can find mostly technical information about strength training, CSCS.com. Look, the idea of this show is to help you guys do a little bit more than you did last time out because there should be a process, a stepwise process for you to get stronger. There's a process, there's a continuum. If we follow along that, we do get a little bit better. We see results, whether it's outside in the regular world, right, in your daily life. Moving literal weight from point A to point B, you notice over time that you get stronger and get better. That fills you up with some pride. The ability to do it time and time again. Eventually, it just becomes interwoven into your daily life and activity, and you begin to accept that you're much stronger than you were day one, and that's, that's the move right there. That's what I want us all to be marching towards. That's why we do the thing. Do you ever have people that look at you kind of funny because you work out so much? They're like, why are you working out again? Why are you working out so hard? In fact, I had <laughs> someone that used to push herself in the gym so freaking hard. And no matter what I asked her to do, that was seemingly kind of unorthodox and super duper challenging. Having two kettlebells up in the air and then coming into your hip hip press where you're bringing one arm to the knee while extending the other arm with the kettlebell above the head, for example. Look that up on YouTube. You know, double arm hip press. And you're talking about someone that works inside of tech. I remember we were busting ass one day working out real hard and she just... <laughs> out loud audibly because of the, the, the deluge of pain and, and steel that was, you know, turning into a milieu of, of, of effort and fitness inside this room. She just says, why do I do this to myself? <laughs> I thought that was the most apropos thing in the world right there. Why the hell do we do this to ourselves? We do it to ourselves because we're trying to challenge our physical limits. I can speak, especially in that moment, to understanding that her, she was challenging herself to get, to level up in her daily life. Part of leveling up, though, is accepting a little bit of risk. 
Now, this ain't the same type of risk that you accept if you're going to start doing a bungee jump, if you were going to sign up to be in the military, if you're a lot younger, or maybe even to be a firefighter or a front-line worker in healthcare. There's a modicum to a ton of risk that you have to take in if you're going to start learning some type of martial art, right? For example, all of these things require an acceptance of risk. And with risk comes an inherent idea of what scares you. A lot of us have heard that phrase, right? That idiom. You should do something that scares you every single day. And that shit is great, but who wants to be petrified out of their mind on a daily basis? Nobody normal. And so why has this idea been propagated for decades, right? Why is this idea of doing something that scares you been propagated, right? Why is it that when I listen to Goggins, he says something closely related to it? What well, has everything to do with the psychology of how we take on physical challenge? That's why. That's why. It seems to come to a head more so when you're doing physical things. Doing stuff that scares you. If we were to take on a challenge, for me, one of the challenges that I decided to take on years back was I did a talk at a fitness expo. And of course, that whole thing blew up in my face as literally about 30 feet away, there were power lifters and strongmen competing as I was talking. All right. So that, that blew up. But the good news was I got to practice and I got to lean on the crutch. That there's no way I could get my point across if there was a bunch of strong men and women throwing atlas stones around the room. I got away with that that day. And so it was really like a practical for me. Doing something like that wasn't physical, but it did give me, it scared me to think about going up and doing something I'd never done before for a kind of abstract reason it's not like i'm getting paid for it it's not like i'm going to be able to like go on vacation off the bread that i collect from doing it the idea of me completing such a task was of my own design and it's funny right it's funny when we conjure up our own goals those are the ones that we find the most flaky i don't want to try that anymore that type thing you ever have that mindset where you where you form a goal that you want to complete Physical or not, right? Maybe you want to start learning to do art, crochet with the hands. You want to learn to be more handy around your house, whatever it is, right? And you just decide that that goal was stupid and you just throw it away because you're not getting paid for it or something. It happens to us all the time. For me... I learned that that challenge, while it was challenging to like walk up and to formulate a point, a lot of the mindset that I had to use to increase my aplomb to go up there and do the thing was formulated when I was training, when I was working really hard, when I was pushing past those internal narratives. That's why the physicality helped. So the idea of doing stuff that scares you, look, Nobody wants to be constantly petrified on a daily basis because they're over here trying to achieve. Does that make any sense? Should being comfortable and happy run counter to you growing as a human? 
Like those two things should be cousins at very least, not enemies. But oftentimes we see comfort can be the enemy of inner growth because the idea is if you get too comfortable, you're not doing stuff that scares you. And if you're not doing stuff that scares you, you never achieve anything. And I'll push this one forward. Who the hell wants to be scared and have a brownout every day because you're trying to do something scary in the name of growth? Personal, interpersonal, intrapersonal. Who wants to be scared all the time, every day? Well, there's a reason that we accept risk and there's a reason that we accept a modicum of what we call fear. Now look, it's that same aversion that keeps people out of the gym. And a lot of it has to do with pain. Okay, so think about a time where you wanted to start doing a new type of workout. Maybe it isn't the first time that you decided you were going to work out really, really hard. Or work out in a small group environment where the ask of the, the goal of the workout was to do something super strenuous and very physical. Maybe it was boxing, you were holding a punch shield for the first time. Or maybe you were doing some kind of grappling work. Or you were doing a, you were on that, Pil the big Pilates reformers, right? And you were asked to stretch your body into some sort of otherworldly shape. All of those things behind it was a threat of pain. All right? What I'm going to go through, so that's mainly one of the first aversions that we have. That is actually a rational aversion. But it's all these other aversions that we're going to talk about that I'm going to share with you guys that we kind of conflate. So the idea of coming into the gym and getting really active puts you off a little bit and your mind immediately goes to, oh, I might get hurt. Okay. Sure. But let's take into consideration that that is the first thing most people think about, and that oftentimes never happens. Not only that, it might be the veneer, right? It might be an excuse that we're trying to tell ourselves. So look, I'm not trying to get you to be scared daily, on a daily basis, but yes, you should push to the area of your life where you feel the most subtle shift in your mindset. That's where growth happens. That's where challenge happens. Okay, it's like this. Number one, these are called triggers. These are things that happen before. So like the idea of you popping up into the gym, it's unpleasant for you. The idea of you doing a really long run or a long ride, the idea of you getting to push whatever physicality you've already built up, all of these things start to inhibit your mindset real quick, right? So we want to be in a space where that, mindset begins to be challenged that comfortability is challenged that's your trigger it could be like we just said pain could be you're afraid of getting hurt could be the opinions of other people that get to you whether they express them or they're sharing like express you see their expressions and their expressions might be like disgust or um laughter or whatever it is even if it's not an aggressive response. Maybe it isn't meant to make, it's not an odious kind of response, right? Maybe it's kind of benign. In fact, a lot of people, I know for a lot of men, um, responses that are given to other guys 
in a group, oftentimes it's brief. For women, maybe this is a little bit different. But that could be a trigger. How you feel about yourself at the end of the day, that is a trigger too for you. That'll prevent you from being in a space where you're like, yeah, I'm supposed to want to scare myself today at least a little bit. And again, listen, that word scare, like fear and scare, these are words that will conjure up even more you know, um, fear and anxiety. That's not the process. When I use them in this context, for me, I'm trying to express to you that they give you pause. But what we're trying to explain, what I'm trying to share with you guys is all you have to do is boil these down to triggers. Titrate the feeling of fear to trigger. Supplant the word fear with trigger. That's all it is. And in few cases, all right, your trigger might actually be a semi-hostile environment. I've been in fight gyms where there's 30 people that I've never met in my life and we're all sparring. And um, if you've done this, like nowadays, this is common. But 10 years ago, probably 20, 30, I don't know if fight teams were always huge, like 30, 40 people in a room. I'm sure they were. But there wasn't always the pleasantries of and handshakes, bro hugs, and head nods that alluded to, yo, we're not trying to kill each other out here. Once upon a time, everybody in that room was very much trying to smash on each other. Um, so the environment might be a little tense. No one wants to walk into an environment that's outwardly tense. And I don't think that we're in the business of curating environments that are hostile at all. But the nature of what you're doing might be aggressive and competitive. These are triggers that make it hard for us to be really active. And of course, a lot of this stuff can extend beyond wherever we're working out. So why the hell would I want to get into a space like that? Why would I want to be in the margins where things start to scare me? Why would I want to, you know, have to change my undies at the end of the day? Why? What benefit is that to us? Well, there's plenty of benefits to being in those spaces, which is why that mantra has carried on for so long. All right. So we'll talk about it. At one point, I met a lady named Maria. And Maria was someone who was, I can tell, actively working inside those margins. Maria isn't the only one. I met a lot of people who are pushing themselves to a new level, coming into the gym, working out, training hard with me on the outside also. And they're actively aware that they're pushing themselves into a place that might scare them briefly. And, and before I go on about Maria and how we train together, let me just say that whatever feeling of tenseness and scarcity of being scared that we achieve, like it's, it's temporary. And so the idea, the trigger of fear is temporary. It goes away. So fueling it is often not worth your time at all. All right, now, back to my story. Maria was somebody that I, that I met. She was one of the most interesting people I met in a long time in terms of what she did for a living and the way that she was just her steez at the gym. I had a small gym, and Maria would regularly pull up on her motorcycle, jump off, s smoking a cigarette. 
the the literal fumes and the smoke coming into the studio and she'd be outside puffing away for me for a coach for any quality coach you're thinking the margin of change here is very slim but maria already doing that coming in trying talking communicating doing the thing was trying to access those margins she had a lot of stress, new business, dropping 100000 plus on the business, right? Doing the same thing with her former work as a tattoo artist, was coming into the gym to work out, learning to box, didn't know that she'd love it, so we're boxing. She's coughing up a lung as she does it. Her margin of change, very, very slim. She would tell me more about how her roommates kept her up most of the time because a roommate was even more anxious, not able to sleep. For Maria, just getting through the front door was the thing that was tough for her. And actually spending time in that space, puffing a cigarette, as detestable as it was for me because I had just got past the point where I was quitting, it was... Like I took on the role of one of those counselors inside a rehab facility where it's like, okay, you're smoking nine cigarettes an hour. Well, at least you're not doing dope. That became my mentality was as long as she could be herself and get past the initial triggers of coming into the gym because she was a semi-healthy person. I mean, every time we would train, her cheeks would puff up and start getting real flushed, right? She had fair skin. And then she would get all sick and stuff. Some people that I've met that come into the gym, they come in and they collapse. They're like ready to collapse within 15, 20 minutes, right? The difference with that I saw inside of someone like Maria was like she kept coming back. She kept pushing within those margins, no matter how sick she would feel those first few times. Now, you could be someone that's really in great shape or you have experience coming into the gym, breaking through that first seal, that first initial scariness of coming in the first time and you're ready to do this thing over and over again make it a routine well your new scary moment your new challenge is to progress past that and to do something that is also equally challenging which is why we get to number two behaviors so when we talk about behaviors all behaviors of doing stuff that's too scary you quit that's the number one thing that I don't like to see out of everybody. So when we take on a trigger, oh, I might get hurt. Other people might think I'm doing shitty. My form is terrible. All the negative self-talk, basically, I never see you again. There's so many people that I've met over the years that I wish that I got another chance to talk to again inside this gym. A lot of quality coaches feel the same way. Because inside that space where it starts to feel really scary... People often go, yo, I don't want to feel like this every single day. I'm going to leave now. It becomes hard to stay within your abilities. It becomes harder for you to get stronger, basically. And then when it becomes harder, you just stop learning about how to become stronger. That's your old behavior. Now, when we're able to stay within those margins of change, when we're able to stay within the part of our, that is scary for us, we're ignoring our first triggers, maybe 
maybe this is where you start to learn that, hey, what initially was holding me back ain't there anymore. And I need to now work on other stuff to keep me going. And it isn't necessarily the initial challenge. So for Maria, when she came in, right, she was trying to lose weight and gain some strength so that she could withstand these like 18 hour days that she was putting in, even though she was heavy off smoking. Look, that's something that I can really access and get to later with someone like Maria is the habits. What we then started to work on with her and what so many of you need to work on when you start working out a lot, you're feeling like overwhelmed a lot. If you're looking to come inside the gym to ironclad your mindset, start working on ancillary things to help you get stronger. That could be your sleep. That could be your water intake. That could be your electrolyte intake. That could be these areas of your life where you're trying to build, in fact, buttress, you know what I mean? Like build a stronger support frame around you getting stronger inside the gym. Look, if it doesn't help you stay active inside the gym, get rid of it. And if it does, do more, right? A little is good, then a lot is better. It's simple math for you. So that's one of the ways that you form new behavior patterns when you're inside that margin of change where doing shit that scares you is important. Point blank period, when you feel like something is triggering you, right, and you're scared about it, that's actually where you need to be. That's the spot where your mind is trying to form new connections. As we talked about before, it often feels like fear, fear of getting hurt. But really what it is, is your mind is searching for these new connections. We talked about it, literally, about how your brain, if, how a lot of anxieties feel similar, but they're not really based in anything. And we oftentimes do that thing where we conflate fear actual fear of being hurt with all this other stuff. Oh man, I don't want to be too hungry when I work out because, you know, and that leads to a cascading series of of catastrophes that ends with you just being on your back carried out by a hospital gurney. Like all of these things aren't real triggers, which is why yes, you should be accessing that part of your psyche that feels uh-oh. I might actually have to challenge yourself. I understand, all right, before we get to number three, that growth is us literally just getting older. And so a lot of us, I know I can speak for myself as a man, I want to get older with either honor or dignity. I want to look at myself and say, like, I'm aging the right way, whatever the right way is, whether it's cultural, along the lines of how my family age ages, I want to do it like they did it. Right. Or maybe you have somebody in your genome or bloodline that didn't age very well. Right. And they got really sick early in their life. And you're like, I don't want to go down that path. Well, that's where growth happens. If you want those things, you have to put yourself not inside of a place of comfortability. Because while all the comfort, that's what growth is. And yeah, sometimes, sorry, it does run counter. The last thing is this, okay? So the first thing was the trigger. That's the thing that's going to make us feel fearful for why we want to get active or stay active, right? Oh, my trick toe is going to act up. Well, we, we table those fears right quick. We know that they're temporary. They're ephemeral fears that don't matter. And so we move 
past them so that we could form number two, new behaviors, which is working on adjacent things to help us stay stronger, stay faster, stay more hydrated, get more sleep so that we are using more energy, reserving more energy inside the gym. That leads to you learning more about the activities that you're taking on, right? All those things do help so that we can, three, have good outcomes. And those outcomes that are positive are resilience. They're aplomb. They're walking with your chin up. They're these self-metastasizing feelings of positivity. I want to see everybody get to this point right here. This is the point that everybody can get to. Maria, she did a little bit of this and a little bit of that, meaning she left sooner than I would like to see her leave. But she was always in that margin. I saw her battling throughout, smoking after most of our sessions, flying off after being awake for three hours post, you know, 9 a.m., working at, you know, these big tech companies around here and where I'm at in Northern California. I saw her challenging all the time. She was literally somebody that was well aware that she was working inside of a place that scared her more often than not. And every behavior shift that I saw her make was her challenging what scared her. She got better. I mean, we lost a little bit of weight. Would have liked to see her stick around for much longer. But I hope that, and I hope for you guys, that you build a lot of new habits this way. Poorer consequences include, well, feeling like shit because you failed. And stop for you guys to stop training and trying over time. When you stop training, it's because you've basically built up the habit of quitting. Quitting is a habit. And I won't get like you. Quitting is a habit. And so learning to be resilient actually is a habit too. You can actually learn to build up your ability to resist quitting. Quitting is one of those unfortunate kind of behaviors inside of our society that we learn, kind of like fear. You actually have to be taught to quit. You have to see it being done. You have to be pushed in those directions. Once it happens, it has an easier chance to continue to happen within your life. That behavior becomes easily accessible for you over and over again. Right? And this is how we avoid that. So is it proper for you? Is it normal for you to do stuff that scares you all the time? No. I'm not here advocating that you guys feel petrified every time you see a kettlebell or for you guys to not want to work out or go outside. Putting on your running shoes makes you sick to your stomach. In fact, conjuring up all the fears of you falling and smashing your face inside the gym prevents you from actually ever getting into the gym. Some of you are real, real, really good, really good at conjuring up all the chain of event catastrophes that might happen to you. Unfortunately, like stop. Stop. But I do want you to get, I do want your butt cheeks to pucker up just a little bit when you think about challenging yourself because what we're trying to do is form adjacent helpful abilities that help you get stronger, that help you build your cardio, right? That help you work on your splits. Your running splits that help you 
so that you can find a resilience that is way better than you ever thought it could be. Keep that chin held super duper high and wear the mantle of a champ. That's what I want for you guys. And to do that, you have to remember that these things, these feelings of being scared are kind of fleeting. It's all about how you set your goals. And it's all about knowing that your goals are not really within your purview. They're just stuff you want to do. It's stuff you love to do. These are, these are goals that, you, that are in accordance of your own life. So they're real for you, not nobody else. And you can see them being achieved via measurement. Those are what you should be going for. So I want you guys in the next, in between now and the next episode to think about what you can reach for, for a goal, something that's not perceivable right now, but you know, with a little bit of reaching and stretching and a tiny, tiny bit of imagination, you can really, really achieve. You can see you achieved it because you wrote it down and you know that with accessory work, you can get better at it. It could be applied to your life, your work, your relationships. Make it good for you and work for you inside your workouts and physicality. All right. I'm going to leave you there with that one. Egokillershow.com, CoachYohanCSCS.com. Fill out the forms at the bottom to connect. Also, Apple Podcasts, rate the show. Thanks for joining me again. And until the next one, you guys, stay all the way up. <laughs>